Welcome to the Asphalt Kingdom podcast. On today's episode, we have special guest Brian Hess, who is president and CEO of The Pavement Group and president of Top Contractor School. Today's topic is forecasting and goal setting to grow your asphalt business. Let's grow. What's going on, everybody? Judd Burton here with Asphalt Kingdom, and we've got main man himself, president of the pavement group, president of top contractor school, phenomenal human being, not only a great friend, a brother from another mother, but an incredible leader. Welcome, Mr. Brian Hess. What's happening, man? Thanks for having me, brother. Thank you. I got your, I got your backdrop this morning, man. I got your backdrop. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, we're going to be shooting out some serious fires. So- stay engaged with throughout this conversation. It's guaranteed to impact your business positively. Today, we are talking about forecasting and goal setting to grow your asphalt business. And let me tell you, I've watched Mr. Brian Hess set goals. I've seen him forecast and I've watched him grow the hell out of his business and also advise and lead other businesses to growing the hell out of their sales too. So first off, and for foremost, let me let me just say, Brian, I cannot wait to dig in. We're going to ask Brian a bunch of questions, dig in, and let's rock and roll. Brian, first and foremost, what, what is the number one mistake that you see contractors making in 2021 here as we're rolling into an incredible season? Um, I think I think overall, man, and it's not, not just contractors, but every business owner, just probably taking too much time before they take action. Just, just dig in, man. Just, you know, get out there. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Go as go as fast as you can without being reckless. It's probably the best way I could put it. Uh, but you know, people take way too much time planning, right? And they they don't get into action fast enough. And if I could go back in my career, it's the one thing I would love to do over, right? I would I would just get to it faster and not overthink things. And that is, you know, especially on the smaller the smaller contractor side, it's what I see a lot, right? These guys are always asking for you know, kind of what's the magic pill and the magic pill is, man, just go do it, right? Don't wait. Don't take too much time thinking through things uh, before you take action. Don't be reckless, but definitely take action as fast as you can. Yeah. It's like, it's really at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're the most competition to yourself, right? You're your biggest competitor. And, and it's generally the procrastination, the delaying, what I call the mush mush. We talk a lot about that. It's kind of that mush mush, right? It's like, I've got this great idea. I want to move on this idea, but you know what? Not really in the mood to make it happen because I may not really believe in it or whatever it is. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like I watch, I watch a lot of people starting out their business for the very first time. And they get excited out of the gate about getting everything lined up. But when it comes down to actually knocking on the doors, handing out proposals, and actually chasing that business, a lot of people just sit there and kind of kind of dwindle. What what is what is what is important in regards to that, Brian? What's important, you know, if somebody's feeling a little bit, you know, not motivated or inspired, or they don't have the energy, what would you recommend that they do immediately to start digging in those claws and going after it? Man, you you got to get around the right people first and foremost. You know, there's uh, there's safety in numbers, right? There's confidence in numbers, and I say this all the time. But man, you're always going to have those days where you got to borrow somebody else's confidence, right? Where you get around those people, and sometimes I've made those calls to you. I've made them to plenty of other people where I wasn't feeling it. And you know, people also need to realize that no matter how far you go, you're still figuring it out, right? So like whether you're at the beginning of this journey or you're a hundred million dollar company, 
there are still things every single day that you are figuring out as you go and you're taking risks, right? They're just calculated risks and, you know, getting around the right people help you feel better about making those decisions and doing it confidently. Right on, right on. Leads us into uh, the second question. At what size should a company start using, let's say, a revenue tracker and a proposal tracker? And and it's there's kind of another piece to that question. And, and how many staff would kind of, you know, instigate that move into the tracking system? Yeah, I, I would say, man, that from the very beginning, I would recommend somebody doing it, right? Because when you map it out, you know, they, they say, write down your goals and make it clear, man. That is, uh, write down your vision and make it clear. That's biblical, right? And so when you think about uh, how you how you utilize a revenue and proposal tracker, it's everything, right? That is your business plan, right? So many people spend so much time before their business trying to write out what's going to happen. But then when they get into it, they don't take the time to actually document that and create a strategy for what it takes. And when we talk about re revenue and proposal tracker, just so everybody understands, there's a certain number of jobs, a certain number of proposals, a certain number, a certain close rate that's going to get you to that goal that you want to get to, to make enough money, to buy that next piece of equipment, to do all those things. Um, and and I, I would say, man, that that revenue and proposal tracker is going to lead to more staff, right? So like start in the beginning having that, and that's going to produce those additional staff members faster for you. So I, I would say from day one, man, but if people are, you know, three, four, five employees in and they still don't have one, uh, definitely the, the time is now to do it. Especially it's 2021. We have all kinds of access to such incredible platforms. And a lot of, a lot of them are pretty automated in the sense too, as long as you feed it, that engine will stay, stay rolling nicely, right? 100%. 100%. It's easy. And, and data is king, man. If you don't know your numbers in your business, man, you're running down a dark hallway uh, and you don't know what's in front of you. So it's, it is critically important. And probably one of the things, you know, going back to your first question, it's one of the things that a lot of contractors starting out probably uh, miss right out of the gate. And it causes a lot of pressure and stress for them. You know, if you know your numbers, at least you know how to fix stuff and you know where the gaps are to, to put stuff in place to, to close whatever gaps are, are there. Right on, right on. So what if, what if, let's, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't know where to exactly start, right? They're wanting to start their business. They're not sure specifically whether or not they're going to start with residential work first, commercial work. They're not sure if they should just go and do their family's driveways first and, you know, and then move into the commercial sector later. At the end of the day, this kind of leads to the second part of this question, which is, which is around you know, goal setting. And so when you set your revenue goals and you work backwards from that, I know you talk a lot about that at topcontractorschool.com with all the students there um, and the elite group as well. But, you know, if, if somebody's just sitting there unsure of where to go or how to, you know, what direction to go, what would you advise them best to do? Man, I would say number one, just, you know, before you start a business, just do some market research, right? Figure out what homes are around you, what commercial businesses are around you, kind of what those specific target markets are that are going to be best for you. And, and so those are going to be different. Like, for example, I'm in Fort Lauderdale right now. There is an absolute ton of commercial property around here. There are massive uh, groups of HOAs and homes and driveways that would need sealed here, right? So when you start looking at and doing the research that's in your market, 
it's going to become clear to you which way you should go. You're going to have knowledge that drives you in a sensible direction as opposed to, you know, just starting out and starting to go knock on random doors, like create a strategy, right? And work again, reverse engineer the process of how you're going to create that success. Um, I would go as far as saying like, what is the average driveway size and what is it selling for? Calling other contractors that are already existing and asking what they charge. Call them out to your own house. Call them to your family member's house. Ask for a quote. Figure out what the market pricing is and start to create that strategy. But do it in real life, right? Do it uh, by researching things, by looking at what's out there and starting to gather that information that's going to make them successful. It's all data is out there everywhere on the Internet. It's available to you. You just have to put in a little bit of work to find it. But those that take the time to do it up front, right? I always say you have to slow down to speed up. That is critically important before, you know, you get going in business or if you're in business already and you want to get to the next level, you got to put in that work and put in that research to make it easier on yourself on the back end. Spoke to a guy yesterday who's literally, um, he's studying to be a doctor, right? And he wants to be a general practitioner and he's... Like, I, I just, I'm, I don't want to go this route anymore. He's tired of, of the schooling. He obviously loves to help people, but he started to, started to ask questions around, could I make the same income as a doctor could in the asphalt maintenance industry? And so he said, how long would it take for me to hit six figures in my pocket? So, you know, that, that's a question that is kind of open-ended. It's like, how long will it take? Well, you know, it, it immediately came down to a conversation where it's like, if you're doing a half a million dollars a year in revenue, then you can walk home with six figures. And that half a million, six figures. multiple figures. And so that half a million dollars in revenue is the, is the number that needs to be set to work backwards from. And so, you know, some people starting out in the business, I've had conversations like this for years and years. It's well, I'm going to hit a half million dollars by doing 150 to 200 dollars seal coat jobs on residential driveways, and the math just is, doesn't work, right? You can't have one rig with a crew of three, including the sales guy, go out and actually make a half a million dollars doing driveways at a couple hundred bucks a piece. It's just not physically possible to do it, right? And so my my my, my response to him was, how many how many parking lots at ten thousand dollars? What do you need to do to hit your half a million, right? And we're now speaking about, about something that can truly be accomplished. Now, the other part of that is you can do you can do those number of jobs in a season, no problem at all. Now the real question is: are you delivering the right number of proposals at that average job price with X conversion to yield that goal? Do you guys, you know, a pavement group, do you guys have your revenue goals that you set? And do you know exactly the number of proposals you need to go out within certain price ranges? Always, man. Let me start by saying I would have told that guy I would take shorter than going to med school. <laughs> so so seg secondly, yes. I mean, we, we set a revenue goal. We set an average job size goal. We set a close rate goal and we track all of those things weekly. What are we putting out in proposals? How many jobs are we actually closing? And what is the average job size? Because keep in mind, guys, it, it, let's, let's just say you set a revenue goal of a million dollars to use a round number, and you're going to get there by doing $10,000 jobs. Well, 
you have to make sure that the close rate and that average job size stay consistent. Because if you're tracking at $7,500 instead of 10,000, then you're going to need more proposals to get there. You're going to need more closed jobs to get there, right? On the flip side, there are some years that we have had tremendous uh, average job sizes. We landed a lot of big projects. And so that drives that number up. Those big projects can sometimes put a little bit of a draw on your, your company. So, you know, you're, you may do less jobs because those projects take more days to complete, but the average revenue per day that you're producing is much higher, right? So you're still going to overachieve that revenue goal, but tracking all of those things every single week uh, is the key to success, man. There's only, there's only those levers that you have to pull. You can either put out more proposals close at a higher rate or drive your average job size up. That's the only thing that you can do to impact your business and grow it uh, to a higher level. So if you're, if you're in residential, for example, and you're doing a lot of minimum seal coating jobs, right? Minimum driveways. then you either need to get out uh, and get bigger driveways or you need to get out and get some commercial projects so you can drive that up. Cause to Judd's point, there's only so many driveways you can do in a day. If they're spread out amongst, uh, far distances, that's going to impact the number of jobs you can complete in a year. So thinking about that from the statistical standpoint, it is a game of numbers, right? And I, I say this all the time, like the best thing you can do as a salesperson or as a business owner is, is run your business by the numbers because it takes the emotions out of it. So when you don't get that sale or you don't, something doesn't go your way, you know, man, it's just a game of numbers. You just got to keep after it. And at the end of the day, at the end of a season, it's all going to work out as long as you're tracking those things and they are on track uh, to the goals that you set in the beginning. It's interesting. You know, you think of a, think of a ship that's on this navigational path, right? That the bearings are set for, you know, the GPS coordinates are all set. The bearings are set out of the gate, right? And right out of the gate, if you start to steer off in a way that might be not as motivated or dedicated or determined, what ends up happening is the trajectory dramatically changes from where that goal is set as well. So what I would suggest is get back to that, start out strong and get back to that continuous line towards that goal. If you fell behind for a week, it's catch up time next week, right? Don't let yourself just readjust for a goal that's less than what you know you're capable of doing. It just takes you actually doing it. Action. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th I think it's important too, man. I've had uh, plenty of seasons where we, you know, we weren't on track uh, necessarily in the first half, for example, and, and making sure that you don't put too much pressure on yourself to catch up too fast because you, you know, you'll experience burnout, all kinds of things that are not good for the longevity of a company or yourself for that matter in the industry. Right. So it's when you, when you see yourself falling a little behind, just make it reasonable, right? Can I catch up in one month? Can I catch up in two months? Whatever it takes. And I experienced that several years ago. And uh, it was funny, like, you know, everybody everybody in the company was like, man, this is impossible, right? To catch up with this many proposals that were behind. Uh, but we just kept grinding at it, man. And, and it took until July for that to flip over and for us to start seeing that growth. And then we had a record September, right? That literally closed the gap and got us to where we wanted to be. So it's about that daily discipline and consistency uh, and just keep your eye on the ball, man. And again, going back, surround yourself with the right people that will help you stay accountable, right? That'll keep encouraging you when things maybe don't look the way you want them to look. You need those people around you to keep pushing you towards 
uh, the, the destination that you set in the beginning. 1% per day goes a long way at the end of a year, right? Com- compound interest is a powerful thing, man. If you just get 1% better every day, brother, it's, uh, it's amazing what happens in a 365-day period. Awesome. What are some of the tips that you have for companies that you see, let's say, falling behind or they're falling behind on the proposals needed to hit their goals? And how can, how can maybe a company take action in that regard? Yeah, I think, I think it comes down to when you, when you fall behind, uh, the first thing is, you know, like I just said, to, to set a, a reasonable time frame to make it up. But the second part of that is figuring out where you're going to get the most bang for your buck with regard to your time and the productivity. So like if you're putting out a ton of, if you need to put out a ton of proposals, you better go find a huge neighborhood if you're in residential or you better find the right property management company or the right commercial property owner that has enough properties that are large enough to get you right those revenue opportunities that you need. So again, it's sometimes it's about taking a step back, slow down to speed up, and really gathering yourself to figure out like what do I need to do and where do I need to get this opportunity from to put me in the right situation? Because I think so often people think that they can just muscle their way through it, right? If I just work hard enough, it'll take care of itself. And that's not always true, right? Working hard is one piece of it, but making sure, like you said, if you're driving, you know, 10 degrees off your target fast, you're not really helping yourself, right? So you need to make sure that you recalibrate where you're going and what you're trying to accomplish and just take a step back, make sure you're targeting the right customers, first and foremost, that you can get the right quantity of opportunity uh, so that you're you're pushing the boat in the right direction again, because that's what it takes. And then being reasonable about how long it's going to take to close that gap. That's something that I learned, you know, over the last probably five years is I was always of that mentality, man, I'll just outwork it, right? Like I'll just, I'll just go fast enough and hard enough that I can close the gap. And it, it doesn't always work that way. You got to make sure that you're, you're working ex- as hard as you can, but you're working in the right direction with the right opportunities. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it's interesting because the, the, the previous question or the, the conversation that we were having in the third question was, was about, you know, 1% per day and, and continuously not, not overwhelming yourself with working towards what you might've lost some ground with or whatever. And then this next question is uh, that, that we came into right here is a very similar one to the conversation we were having, but it was, it was purposely done because I think that a lot of people right now, especially in the pavement industry, they don't necessarily like sales or marketing and they may not know it all that well. What they want to do is they want to go and hit the ground working. Like they want to go and get the crack sealed. They want to seal coat. They want to get the, the, the parking lot completed. Right. But in order to get that job, you need to be able to market and sell. And if you don't know how to market and sell, and it's not a strength of yours, don't go and beat your head against the wall. Work with companies that are world-class companies to assist you with that part of the process so that you can do what you're really good at. So an example would be from a marketing and lead generation side of things, Lead Revenue is a phenomenal company that you can, I just actually had a, we did a webinar yesterday, Brett Sutherland and myself, president of, uh, of Lead Revenue. And, uh, and so, you know, if, if you are looking for lead generation and really marketing help to help catch up here and then keep that consistent momentum, work with a company like Lead Revenue. If you're looking for templates and tools and systems to be able to help them with the framework and be a part of an inner circle or, or that elite 
community, Top Contractor School has that. It's not something, man. I, you know, the reason that Top Contractor School exists is because the because of that gap that a lot of people have. Right? It's just not something. Uh, it's not something that people have experience with. So they, how would how would you expect anybody to be good at something that they haven't had experience with? And so, what we try to do is give people a solid blueprint and a and a framework that allows them to go out and be successful, to know how to talk to people, to know how to make those phone calls to commercial clients if that's what they're looking to do, or how to have a conversation with a residential client. How do, what do you say when you walk up to them, right? To create that consistent approach um, and then tying in the marketing. You know, sales and marketing in today's world are literally, that line is so blurred that it's almost the same, right? It's uh, If you don't have those two things working together, in today's day and age, man, you're you're not you're going to get wiped off the table by somebody who does. So making sure that you get those resources lined up as quickly as possible. And and again, it's it's uh, a lot of people look at that and say, well, I don't, I'm not sure I can make that investment. And I, I would challenge you to say, like, man, I waited on it much longer than I should have, you know, to to accelerate our business. And I would tell you, you can't afford not to find a way to be able to do that stuff. And, and make sure that you're doing it uh, with people that, you know, have experience, that know what they're doing, uh, and that have proven results working with other people in the industry, getting those results. And, and Lead Revenue is the company that we use and a great example. You know, a lot of people spend time on the phone, you know, getting estimate requests and quote requests and so on. And they're in their truck and they're on the road. And to be able to get access to a system to create the estimate or proposal to be able to get that out to their customers or potential customers is something that could, there could be a delay between the time that they took that call and actually delivering the proposal. And during that time, that customer lead could go elsewhere and, and request other ones. Now, if people could deliver things quickly, efficiently, and effectively, my thinking is, if you don't have somebody to help you to do that and draft, let's say your estimates and proposals back at the office or even a virtual office, like you could go on Upwork or Fiverr or these freelance networks and you could literally hire somebody that you could send a voice note to while you're in your truck saying these, these are the details and scopes of work and all the information that you really need. Draft the proposal for me, send it back to me, let me review it. And then I can fire it out right away. I mean, these are things, this is forward thinking stuff that can allow you to really, you know, save time, do the things that you're great at and uh, continue to grow your business. You know? Yeah, man, we, we, uh, we hired somebody to, to answer our phones, right? Because we wanted to improve uh, the speed at which we were responding to people. And, and what we've learned through using uh, CRM systems, things like that, is that we can now track the amount of time it takes us to get back to people. And we can directly connect that to um, the results being higher on a close rate and, and the customer satisfaction and excitement level being higher uh, with those customers. We hear it all the time on the phone calls, like, man, you guys got back to us in 10 minutes. And, you know, so our goal used to be, you know, to get back to people within 24 hours. And now it's to get to make that contact within one hour. When we receive a lead, we want to get to them as fast as possible. And so now the expectation has been just as fast as possible. When we get to them in 10 minutes, man, they're, they're blown away, right? Five minutes, we call them right away as soon as the lead comes in. Um, so putting those systems in place is without a doubt forward thinking, man. It is, uh, it is the most critical thing that you can possibly do in your business is to prepare for the future because that's what's coming. So let's wrap with the last question, last but not least. What do the most successful contractors you see 
have in common? Man, I think uh, I think they market well. You know, they they think about what their message is. They have a they have a vision and a passion that is bigger than just sealing driveways or just paving parking lots. You know that they've really got a mission that they want to accomplish. Uh, all of them have a passion for helping people, right? Whether it's customers, employees, but moving people's lives in the right direction uh, is something that I see consistent in every contractor that's winning. Um, and, and they just, again, going back to it, they have a vision that's much bigger than themselves, right? To build something. Um, one of the things that I see people struggle with is they're doing this, you know, to kind of pay the bills, right? That's their first vision is like, man, I want to get out of this job that I have and get into a business that gives me some freedom. And I just want to, I want enough to cover my bills. Um, set huge goals, man. You know, set big goals. If I could go back, man, I would set them much bigger than I did. Uh, falling yeah. short of a massive goal is way better than smashing a, an easy one. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't help you grow. And so all those things, man, are what I see that people have in common. It has nothing really, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with our industry. It has to do with how every business is successful is setting those massive goals, man, getting around the right people, having a mission bigger than yourself and, and having a passion for helping people. It's what, what I think is so powerful with Top Contractor School Elite at topcontractorschool.com. Top Contractor School Elite, when you're on, you know, when you're on those Zoom calls and when, you, when you're speaking with people who are, are out there with a mission to help people and to do it for bigger purpose than just making asphalt black, <laughs> so to speak. Right. And, and so when you see the group of elite members in there at top contractor school elite, you can see the energy everybody's feeding. Right. And it's, it's an incredible thing. It's, it's taking energy and delivering it to somebody else and it's moving. And that's what you call a community. That's what you call an elite group working towards a goal and uh, a bigger purpose than just making asphalt black. That really gets down to the nitty gritty of, you know, forecasting and goal setting and really growing your business is doing that with like-minded people that are ready to rock and roll, you know? Well, with, there's no, nothing, nothing more powerful than a group of people that are on a mission like that. And yeah. uh, I said it, you know, 2020 was an interesting year for everybody, right? And that group of people, you know, when I looked in the mirror, when everything was going crazy in the world, I said, man, how are we all going to win? Not how am I going to win, but how are we all going to win? And uh, those people, man, there was time where that, that community gave me the strength, right, that I needed to keep going. And it's, it's incredible to be around people like that that all want each other to win, for sure. We're really looking forward to having everybody prosper from this video, from this advice. Brian, thank you so much for helping out with forecasting and goal setting to grow your asphalt business, man. My pleasure, brother. Always a pleasure, man. Amazing advice for anyone looking to grow their asphalt business. Run your business by the numbers and keep sending those proposals out. Feel free to reach out to us at Asphalt Kingdom by visiting asphaltkingdom.com or calling us at 1-866-399-5562. And check out Top Contractor School at topcontractorschool.com. Until next time, keep growing. Keep growing.